Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. This is Rihanna from the Speak Your Mind podcast. I hope you are well and having a great day. So today we have another guest. We have Yowandi Bright. Now Yowandi classifies herself as a connection creator and she was telling me a bit about it but rather than me taking the stage I'm going to hand over to you Yowandi. Welcome, welcome, welcome and just tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, thank you, Rihanna, for the introduction. Highly appreciated. So, yes, I'm the connection creator. So what that means is I just help women specifically from my age group, which is around in their 20s to their late 30s, in terms of finding opportunities for themselves as well and also working on themselves internally. As I get older, newer versions of me having to be found. So, yeah, the work that you're doing is really needed. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. Um, so, Yuendi, I know that we had a, a really lengthy conversation the first time I approached you to do this podcast. Um, and it was so insightful to know that we had quite a lot of similar um, experiences. And some of the conversations for the listeners that, that obviously weren't on that phone call, <laughs> um, we were talking about student life and feeling like you have to, you know, work hard, particularly as a black woman sometimes having extra jobs or children and just bearing the weight of the world so to speak and we had a lot of conversations around self-care and this is kind of what led us to this and we wanted to capture the moment so here we are recording today so does that sound about right you Andy? Yes it does, (laughs) self-care is definitely paramount in this day and age especially as well. Yes yes and I find that when people don't look after their self-care um, or their well-being, it leads you down this long, dark road of you thinking and feeling like, I can handle it, I can handle it, until you get to a breaking point And, you know, you then have to start that recovery journey back to self. So, again, linking back to the work that you do is so important. But, yeah, we were talking a bit about our educational experience and how going through the university process really was quite of a struggle but the recovery and the journey that you kind of had through that as well so do you want to tell me a bit about your experiences of applying and entering into further education you Wendy? So yeah I'll take you back to 2011 when I first applied to university so I believe you just thought it's going to be a walk in the park so you just apply you go to uni you study you finish you leave but obviously it didn't work out like that <laughs> um, because that's how I was in college so literally I went to college did my subjects concentrated on them um, did all my assignments finished left that was it that's mm-hmm. what my aim was to just leave college and go to uni I didn't really think about making a lot of friends I didn't really care for that to be honest mm-hmm. so but I still made friends along the way but then that wasn't my main aim anyway mm-hmm. so I went to uni and then um, that's when it all just hit me, like within the first year. So I didn't know how to transition from college to uni mm. in terms of like, doing assignments. And also you have to look after yourself properly now because obviously you left home, you have got your own apartment or you're living with friends as well. Yeah. But my first year I commuted to uni there and back. So that was okay. quite long winded. That was like literally, I think three hours commuting every day yeah or just there yeah every day so it was like an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back 
So, wow. and then obviously during the day it was a bit six hours, seven hours at oh, uni. Wow. See, time itself is exhausting. Just hearing three hours travel. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you yeah. get there, you're probably exhausted and ready to go home and go to sleep. Let alone sit for a full day of lectures. Yeah, that was true. And then, um, yeah, it was for about that was for the year. Mm. And then the second year, I stayed um in a house with my roommates at the mm. time. So it was literally four of us. But there's certain things that started to happen then like I think my health was starting to decline in terms of my mental health mm-hmm. but then me being me thinking okay don't worry about it just do your assignments keep on going and then yeah I had a wake-up call because literally I was having a shower and then um yeah I collapsed oh wow yeah and then like it just literally just hit me literally I was unconscious for about two minutes and then um, I woke up wow and then, yeah, I was thinking like, okay, then um, from the time I'm having a blackout, there's something wrong with me. Something mm. like that. So um, I tried and ignored it. I just thought, okay, I probably haven't eaten, so I just eat some food. But then again, a few days later, I was thinking, let me go to uni and actually do my um, lessons. But then I couldn't even get to uni. I was really tired. So wait, so wait, hold on. Yeah. So you decided to still go to class even after collapsing? Yeah, so I literally I got up, got ready, and then um yeah, ate some food. But I did go on that day a few days later because I wasn't feeling that well. And then a few days later, that's when I yeah. decided let me go to obviously uni and do my classes. Because you can do at the time you could do it both online and you can actually go there. Right. You okay. just go there anyway. I need to submit something. But then I couldn't even go to the university. It's literally only like a 15 minutes walk. It was too much for me. Mm. And then later on, to cut story short, and then I found out that um, I was severely anemic. Okay. And also I had um, that sense of depression, but I didn't know at the time. Mm. But what I found out is they overlap each other in terms of symptoms. So you can feel like very tired. Yeah. So you just think, okay, it's just probably depression. Okay, let me just do exercise and keep myself upbeat mm. and then um but I was feeling very very tired at the same time so it's like literally I couldn't concentrate and my head was starting to hurt mm. and then um what else yeah, it was quite a lot of symptoms really oh, and then um I would start to get very like dark thoughts as well after like, a long period of time I noticed there was something wrong because I used to like stay in my room which was pitch black yeah. for like periods of time I was thinking that's obviously not normal and then I didn't really eat that much. But I tried to do my excitement, my assignment that late at night. It's like really weird hours. Ah, so. uh, that I can definitely resonate. A lot of what you've said actually I can resonate with from the leaving college and going to a uni without the tools of knowing how to transition. Um, even down to the continuing to go even when you're not at your best. Um yeah and down to what you just said with the um not eating and not sleeping definitely I can relate so even at my time at university I definitely suffered with insomnia and I actually just wrote a blog post about this um for world sleep day but um yeah it was just something that I I did the same thing so when I was at uni I was working and I also have my son um I was working full-time and doing uni full-time a full-time mum I was also volunteering part-time as well so I was just consistently on the go but I just 
had to find time to do the assignments likely at night time finishing at like four or five o'clock in the morning or even sometimes I'm at the university in the library and I'm seeing people going in for their class at 9am and I'm still there from the night before you know <laughs> I get an all-nighter you literally go in probably before it shuts I think like six or mm. me anyway and then you just stay there yeah make sure you have your food and everything's there already <laughs> so you're set yeah literally and I think that's where the insomnia really developed because I kind of got into that habit from a very early time in my university life so this is like 2012 I'm talking about so I had it consistently probably up until I went uni the second time I kind of fell into the same habit although it didn't really stop in between you know I kind of got into that swing of being up late and needing to always be on the go and doing everything as much as I can within that day and not giving myself that time and space to rest so what did you feel that you learned from that well I I listened to myself because the second year came and I thought um, I was paying rent for where I was staying I thought let me just stay it out to the end I'm paying for it so I might as well utilize where I'm staying anyway it's the maximum I literally stayed to the last hour <laughs> and then um, yeah then I had new housemates come in and I was leaving anyway so I eventually went back to my mum's house and then um, just said mum I'm not going back because my mental state my physical state was not in no shape or form like ready for that um, the last year even though now looking back I did have good grades but at the time I just thought I was a failure Mm, mm. my profession was like very high and then I was just a mess basically yeah and obviously I was just like always smiling I'm fine I'm all right but I really <laughs> yes, explained to my parents were, I'm fine <laughs> yeah I already did like a debrief before I left so that was leaving officially so I spoke to my dad which was something in itself and mm. then um, I spoke to my mum about it then I spoke to my friend who's like my sister to me I've known her since she was two so she's like, no, just complete it, just complete it. You're in your second year now, you're nearly at the end. You only got one more year. I'm thinking, no, girl, I'm done. Mm. <laughs> and like, well, your mind's telling you something else. And then like, I was looking at certain objects in the room differently. I think I need to leave now. And then like, I felt very guilty because I'm the eldest, four sisters and one brother. Okay, so, and you're yeah. the eldest. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot of weight on your shoulders, I, I can I imagine. Like, yeah it is and yeah. Then, uh, yeah it's just like obviously I have to be like the killer of like the family that's why I felt anyway so I have to, everybody's looking at me mm. to set the tone of like yeah. how the, like, I think it should be in terms of like family structure and lineage and stuff like that so I was just like okay mm. so do you feel that that running order even you being the first board going to university setting the standard do you think that kind of fed into your expectation of excellence and also the symptoms and signs that you was feeling of depression and emptiness and worthlessness like do you feel it had an impact at all um yes it did because I wasn't even aware of what mental health was until I went to uni Mm. so I didn't know what this actually was going on because it wasn't that widespread like how it is now everybody knows what depression is everybody knows all different forms of mental health to mm. a degree mm. but back then even though it's not even that long ago quite recent when you think about it in 10 years mm. in terms of the advancements it's been like there has been progress but at the time there was no facilities that I knew of in terms of to help me with my mental health or even physical health to that extent 
I even went to my careers advisor at the time to explain to her what I was going through. She told me, just complete the course and then you can go your way, basically. Just do your exams and see how that goes. But in my head, I was seeing, I think, oh my God, I have it um, submitted um, an assignment. So I thought, I just literally, I just read myself out anyway from yeah. the course altogether. And See, that's, then, uh, that's disappointing yeah. that you didn't get the support when you went to careers counsellor because of recently, um, I find that particularly with the whole lockdown situation happening and the shift of how education is going now, students' success and well-being is so important. What do you think would have helped you if you was in that situation now? Um, really? So there was more facilities and actually well known as well in terms of like when you go to the campus you see it there stating this is for mental health you can go in there anytime or and not being there having a stigma around it as well because it wasn't exactly talked about back then Mm. even though we're in the 21st century but Mm. it didn't really seem like it (laughs) at the time yeah and then yeah, and then like, I very I did feel isolated as well. I tried to did make try to make friends. I know I'm an introvert now, but back then I didn't really know of what introvert was or extrovert. I, thought, I just thought I was just quiet, did what I needed to do, and just kept it moving. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was really like eye opening experience for me at that time. And mm. yeah, I just um, keep in contact with some few people from the time that I was there but it's not as as you know with uni friends they come and go so I wasn't wasn't really like wow I wasn't really just waiting on that friendship if that makes sense yeah yeah so So what does your support network look like now um right now if I need help I would say I need help so I'm not afraid of saying it took me a while to get there girl I can feel you but now definitely everything that's been going on recently in like this last few years there's no time like the president say if you need help just say it yes absolutely absolutely and particularly like we kind of briefly breezed over it before but there's this complex of the strong black women and it's a real thing you know when you're doing it all bearing the world on your shoulders and having to keep going um did you find yourself kind of leaning into this at all Yes, it just happened like you just fell into it kind of. Um, I didn't even know what that was like literally I recently learned about this like a few years ago because mm. at the time I just thought okay you've got to do what you have to do this mm. is life you've got to obviously do your uni- do university get out of the way and then move into the next stage of life obviously mm. finding a partner then getting married mm. you just have, that's what you do <laughs> and then um, yeah so I had all that pressure like I said and then I tried to attempt to go back to university for the second time. Mm. And I got through, but then there was oh, barriers again. Mm. <laughs> I was just like, okay then, okay. God is testing me. I was like, all right, I see you. So I got in to the university. However, um, I didn't really have the finances in place mm-hmm. in terms of for the full year. But however, when I went to student finance, before I applied, I um, explained my situation and said, yeah, that's fine, you can apply we'll give you your um, bursary mm. as usual. So I thought, okay, that's fine. However, they did tell me that if you've done your second year, you won't get the full um, payment. So you okay. would have to pay the majority of your um, student finance. So especially oh, wow. in tuition. So obviously now, because it's in the increase, 
last time I went, it was like three thousand and something. Yeah. Obviously now it's nine grand, nine thousand. So that's a big jump. Yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. And that's not even that's just tuition. Then you've got to find expenses for your living expenses, and then obviously books and other expenses on top of that yeah travel so, food yeah everything <laughs> like, the list is endless <laughs> so, yeah so i made sure i just literally just got a budget um place to live i didn't really care because i think i've got to pay this tuition fee so as long as i've got a roof over my head shower yeah. just the the basics i'm fine so, yeah. but yeah. again why why are we settling for the basics and this again kind of goes back to the self-care of you yeah. know fully looking after yourself the whole you yeah the whole part of you that deserves more and again if that I've I personally feel that leads into the complex because giving ourselves less than we deserve and accepting the bare minimum is a part of that complex yeah what do you think that is true I didn't even realize that until like recently like literally um, last year even Mm. so I did that and then um I did unfortunately I did was unable to finish my course because literally I've got um yeah taken off the course mm-hmm. so actually they always take me off the course straight away I went to I remember I went to the um the admins um area to obviously submit my application because I do like a mini interview yeah and then they'd be like oh but um we see here that your um tuition is not has been fully hasn't been fully paid I'm thinking yeah I'm gonna do it me being stubborn my Nigerian self but okay yeah I can do it I'm gonna pay it anyways. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could do it. I was like, yeah, I could do it. I could do it. But then obviously they gave me um a set plan of how to pay um for the tuition. So I yeah. like, okay. In my head I think okay, the wrong way to get this money. That's <laughs> like okay. I don't come from wealth. So I was just like, okay then, okay. So I made sure I got myself a job mm-hmm. times three. <laughs> and mm. then um, yeah, so that was interesting. In so hold on, you had you was doing uni full time and you had three jobs. Yeah. Okay, tell me more about that. <laughs> Again, <laughs> leaning into the complex. <laughs> I don't know how I, I don't know I don't know what I was thinking, but I was thinking something at that time. So I think I just need to get money because I need to live. If I don't pay my rent for my house mm. or my apartment, I have nowhere to stay. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah. Obviously paid the rent for my housing, that was the main thing. And then I paid tuition. Mm. So the university gladly took my money, regardless if I could pay it or not, <laughs> they still took it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was like, okay, was like, thank you, blah, blah, blah. And then um, it was getting crunch time. I remember the second installment came, I was thinking, okay, I don't have enough. Yeah. It was either pay the tuition or pay my rent. Mm. I was thinking, let me just pay the tuition because I can just find somewhere because I don't know people. I was thinking, let me just be friends with people now use your networking skills hard <laughs> and stuff like that and then yeah and then um but luckily there was a church that we used to went to at that time that saved me because I was going through a lot of stuff obviously like I said I had free job so in the um afternoon mm. I'll go to my main job which was like working in the shopping center mm-hmm. and then in the night time I would do um security work Mm. there'd be weekend work so I would work in Oxford and then I would commute back to London and work in London wow for two nights and then when the weekend's finished go back and start all over again so aside yeah. from the 1.5 hours travelling there anyway yeah you was doing it also for work as well yeah wow you Wendy yeah. and I, I can understand why you collapsed honestly yeah 
Yeah. Because your body was just drained. Yeah. That was true. So, yeah. Can I ask you what was it at that point you recognized something needed to change or? Um, did you no. still continue? <laughs> yeah, I still continue. Like, I was like very stubborn because I can do it. I think basically I'm very persistent on myself. I'm like very, um, I'm driven. Mm. Even though I may have those obstacles, I always try to find a way mm. out of darkness or try to make something out of nothing. Yeah. So I just learned that from when I was little, actually. So growing up, I didn't really have much. But mm. I didn't really see myself as not having much. I thought I had a lot, if that makes mm. sense. My mum always made me feel like that. And then, um, yeah, uh, it's only until recently that's where I actually realised my um, economic situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, I think that's really important to highlight as well because our economic situation really does play a big part somewhat into our our perceived success um, and how we set our goals as well because I know that a lower socioeconomic background sometimes feeling like you can even project or mentally project yourself out of that situation into a better or more affluent lifestyle can be hard um I have myself experienced that what was you trying to achieve when you was on that go and when you was doing all these jobs and what, what was your goal was it in related was it related to your actual education what you was doing or so yeah I, I think I was, because there was so much pressure on me that to succeed and obviously I have my degree so basically by now I should have had a PhD mm-hmm. but I do not so keep it a while girl don't worry yeah we'll so get there I, I was just like okay then but also in terms of like family structure as well mm. it's like because my, my dad's Nigerian so that's like very just like education yeah. is key yeah and my mum's solution so it's, it's also in terms of like cultural um, aspects they're very different yeah and stuff yeah. like that she's still my mom still thinks education is very highly like mm. one number one, but in terms of how their approach to it is very different. Yeah. So yeah. and then I just literally had to come to um, the terms of I learn differently as well because I'm not I'm very hands on. I need to be doing something. Mm. And with university to a degree, let 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 you really think for yourself. That you've got to follow this syllabus. And that's it. If you think outside the box, that you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Well, if you think of it like this, yeah. you're, a, as you mentioned, you're connect, a connection creator. So I would assume that you're quite creative yourself. And many times creatives aren't able to kind of stick inside the box and stick to the rules. You know, they find it very difficult because the creative mind is working and going down that kind of linear path is difficult because, yes, yeah, it's, it's not what, your heart desires so to speak yeah that's true it took me ages to get there actually I was trying to fit the mold of my parents mm. to impress them but mm. like it wasn't working at all so yeah. I was trying so hard I was thinking like girl no stop <laughs> like you can't do it yeah it's okay and I figured I had to get to that point to take myself it's okay not to fit like what your parents want because it's actually, in the end it's actually your life it's not theirs absolutely so, absolutely yeah it took me a while to get to that point as well so right now my little well, my sister well she's not so little anymore she's <laughs> in her 20s now she's going to university and yeah. I was just like okay then that's good that's fine but I don't really feel like any way about it because actually I used to feel like very like embarrassed like having this conversation now about, about my education I've never had that 
Monica, obviously, I'm just a total embarrassment. But I think my actual burnt out, when I had, I literally, I went to work and then I had literally burnt out mm. completely. That's why I realised something had to change. But then again, I was like pressured, like felt pressured to find a partner as well at the same time. So I'm thinking yeah. in terms of my age, like, okay, I was hitting 25, 26, I was like, oh, okay, don't have anybody. Then I had like influence from like my family saying, oh, you need to find a partner now. You're coming okay. of age, so you need to get married soon. And there's all that pressure, like, oh my gosh. So I went down that route. She never went that that route because literally <laughs> I just got smacked in the face. <laughs> so not literally, but like figuratively. Yeah, you felt like you then, hit yeah, a brick so wall. I, yeah, yeah. So I, I learned very hard lesson, which I'm still recovering from now. But mm. I'm definitely in a better place. Mm. Tell me a bit about your recovery journey, because yeah. I know that we you've mentioned a bit about depression and mental health, and yeah. these are a lot of the topics that you know us as a community need to speak about more and you know we touched a bit about the black female complex of needing to remain strong so what do you think was helpful to you on your journey to recovering back to yourself um my journey is having support of my family as well especially my mother in terms of being very understanding and not too putting too much pressure on me just letting me be that makes sense to a degree mm-hmm. and actually I need to actually take the time to actually understand my emotions which I never did mm-hmm. and actually process them not just bury them and then keep it moving yes what I find is you, when you bury it it will come up in some form in terms of like having back pain actually having physical pain yes in your body they think where's this coming from why is my back hurting my back was fine <laughs> like last week yep or why is my head hurting like I'm not stressed out what it's hurting yeah literally you hold the pain in your body the stresses yeah. in your body yeah. and um even like a little while ago I was learning a few emotional releasing or tension releasing techniques so that was quite helpful as well because some your usual tools don't help and it's like I need something on a bit of a deeper surface level or just a multiple array of tools to help me get through this moment do you ever find that happens to you yes so like for me I'm like I'm an avid reader I'm always reading all the time I've literally been doing that since I was young mm. just to find out information which is helpful but sometimes it's not because I would like going to overdrive and literally research literally every single word <laughs> tell, so what does that mean what does this mean yeah. Uh, basically go into everything into overdrive but then I just now just let things be mm. and then once I do something I just have to leave it alone and not go over it and be looking at it I'm a perfectionist which I've discovered mm. and then yeah and then um, but what I what I actually use is I do um, spiritual journaling and journaling as well mm. I'm so, a big journaler I love okay. journaling really <laughs> really benefited me I've done that for the last I would say two years now mm. so it's helped me to release quite a lot as well and I also do poetry mm-hmm. just like to write so when I was going through a lot of stuff I needed to find an outlet as well yeah and with me I'm a very private person in general anyway so yeah, yeah. I just thought there's like needs to be a way to just release and Mm. now I've come like come full circle I don't feel embarrassed of my past as well mm. at one point I used to feel really ashamed about everything that happened to me mm. and yeah I used to just feel like I was the only one even though I knew I wasn't but at mm. the time I did mm. Mm. 
yeah. I can totally relate to the um, overcoming, definitely, on releasing of emotions. And I myself I use a lot of journaling and poetry and, and songwriting to release what I'm feeling. And there's something definitely I've done since I was young, but I think the journaling more so in the last three years has really helped clarify a lot of the 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 past you know that although I may have journaled and I may have written and I may have sung I'm actually going a bit deeper now as an adult unlocking the things of the past so yeah I'm a big big advocate of journaling myself as well definitely that is really a good tool as well which sometimes I think gets undervalued because literally you just have these pen and paper and that's all you need yes yes the blank pages never judge you and that's yes. the thing that's so beautiful about journaling is because it's literally just you and the pages and yeah. it's a blank slate it's a new start with every new page and yeah. also for people that don't really like to write you can literally just do work to call in mm-hmm. and that is it like that's, that's another form as well or just anything that you like to do just find things that you love that's the main thing like, you like, if you like to sing dance do anything creative just do it really because you only have one life to live literally literally so that kind of takes me off to my last question as we're rounding up you and it's such a great inspiring and I'm I'm not even going to say strong I'm going to say resilient because we use this word strong and it can mean so many things but I'm going to say you're so resilient in everything that you've gone through and done and explained to us today so do you have any lasting words of advice and encouragement that you can give to anyone that might be in your shoes that you've been in right now well I would say trust yourself your gut the first time in certain situations and try not to overthink everything and also yeah get guidance from people like get mentors coaches definitely that's key to elevate you further and they will teach you things that you never knew as yes, well. Yes, I've even still got my mentor two years later. I agree with that one specifically. <laughs> and you try to get yourself into different rooms. I don't, you don't need to be the smartest person in the room. It's okay not to be. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's what I learned. So it's good to talk about your feelings as well. You're basically a trusted friend or confidant some great great bits of advice there you Wendy thank you you're welcome oh you've warmed my heart thank you <laughs> that's okay that's fine uh, and yeah anyone that is that you know this resonates with you whatever time you're listening to this wherever you're listening to this reach out to myself reach out to you Wendy you know we've got a wealth of experience and advice that we can both give um, and yeah we're, we're here we, we understand what it's like and um yeah just remain resilient i'm not going to say strong remain resilient because you'll build that armor in order for you to overcome these obstacles that we call life but i'm going to round off here yuandi thank you so much for joining you're welcome (laughs) and i'm going to wish everyone a beautiful and most blessed day take care everybody you too have a blessed day everybody